Entrepreneurs create meaningful businesses that change the world. Entrepreneurs take risk in the hope of profit. So the pandemic has made the rich even richer. Trigger warning. Hashtag just saying. So according to Oxfam, the world's richest 10 people, the 10 billionaire richest people in the world, their wealth has more than doubled in the pandemic. I'm going to tell you about that and what that means, but this is going to upset a lot of people. Now, obviously, Oxfam campaign for wealth equality, um, and they certainly seem to be very upset by the world's wealth inequality, but I'm not sure that they fully understand uh, the capital or the variant capital system that we're in. So look, I don't know what you think about the world's 10 richest people getting even richer, collated double their wealth in the, in the pandemic and the lockdowns. Let me know what you think about that in the comments. And now look, some of the people who are going to get triggered by this are going to say things like, well, you know, the government subsidized Tesla and it's essentially a monopoly and the governments are scared of big tech and big tech are well financed and rule and own the world. Um, and there may be some truth in that. You know, I am a, a champion of entrepreneurship. I'm a champion of small business. I'm a champion of true capitalism, though many capitalist states aren't really true capitalist states. I'm certainly um, anti-communism or socialism dressed as communism, or socialism dressed as capitalism, anyway. Um, so look, there's always two sides to the story. And yeah, when you are one of the big four, the big tech companies, and you, you probably do have power, you probably do have advantage, you probably do have monopoly, you probably do have subsidy, you probably do have fear, you probably do have political influence, you probably can <laughs> pay off. I don't know. But here's the thing. Are we going to bitch and moan and complain about it and attack them all day, every day? Or are we going to go, hmm, if they've got an unfair advantage, how can I create my own fair, unfair advantage? We can moan or we can learn. And this is the theme of this content. So, look, instead of hating on all these billionaires and entrepreneurs, which the masses do, instead of spending hours a day criticizing them, trying to bring them down, campaigning against them, trolling them on Twitter, yada, 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 yada. What about if we look at the top, top 10 richest people in the world and go, hmm, what's the upside? What can I learn from this? How can I adapt this into my own life, into my own business? How can I be entrepreneurial and creative? And what do they do that I don't? Now, you might not want to be a billionaire and you might not want to have unfair advantage, but you might want to improve your income. You might want to build a business. You might want to have better recurring income streams, etc. So... These top 10 richest people in the world that I'm going to tell you about in a moment, apparently their, their wealth doubled in the pandemic. By the way, this is according to Oxfam. And Oxfam take their data from Forbes Rich List and Credit Suisse, etc. So let's look at all of these top 10 billionaires, shall we? And by the way, share this because there's going to be so many people getting triggered about this. So number one, they're all entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs create meaningful businesses that change the world. Entrepreneurs take risk in the hope of profit. Entrepreneurs look at the problems in the world. They create utility and value for the masses. And then they turn that into, you know, a fair market, fair exchange, fair exchange capitalist system, i.e. I have hopefully fair and equal free market competition to create a better service or product than the next 
uh, competitor or creator or entrepreneur. And then as long as it's useful, people will buy it and I will make money. And if it's not, my competition will wipe me out or, um, you know, the buyers um, will give me feedback and troll revolt against me. So essentially, the free market is if I do something useful, I'm going to make a lot of money. If I do something valuable, I'm going to make a lot of money. If I solve meaningful problems to the masses, I'm going to make a lot of money, you know, based on a few criteria like managing money well and sales and marketing and building a a company and a corporate structure. And hopefully the government won't intervene too much. And when they intervene too much, it's socialism or communism. And when they don't intervene really at all, it's pure capitalism. So they're entrepreneurs. So all these people moaning on social media and all these people bitching and moaning and hating about the world's rich, how many of them are entrepreneurs? Why don't they take those one, two, three hours a day of wasted time? And why don't they put that into becoming an entrepreneur and starting a business and creating meaningful products and services that make a difference to the masses and actually learn from these entrepreneurs? Why don't they do that? Do you know I did some research, the average amount of time that people scroll on social media, do you know how long it is? Put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. What's the average amount of time that people scroll on social media? Consume. Do nothing of value, just scroll. It's 145 minutes. 145 minutes. Imagine putting 145 minutes a day into creating a meaningful product and service that makes um, a difference and value to many people which all these top 10 world richest people, they've done it. They have done that. You can hate them and we can deny it, but they've done it. And many people moan about Amazon, but use Amazon. Many people moan about Facebook on Facebook and Instagram. So there's an irony there. Okay, so they're all entrepreneurs. Um, Observation number one. Number two, they're all in tech. So my question to you is, do you have a local flower shop or do you have an online business? You know, do you have an old school business or do you have a tech business? You know, are you online? Are you digital? Um, Because all of the top 10 Entrepreneurs are tech companies and they're online. So they didn't just double their wealth in the, uh, the pandemic um, because they're the top 10 richest people in the world, which is how it's been made to look by Oxfam. That's not the case because, you know, the big world travel companies and, and a lot of the big companies that had uh, stores all around the world, you know, physical stores, many of them went bust. Many of them lost 40, 50, 60% of their wealth, who knows, in the pandemic. So just because they're the 10 richest people doesn't mean they double in a, a pandemic. Oh, well, new world order, global reset, big tech power. No, no, all controlled by the Rothschilds. No, it's because they're tech companies, they're online companies, they're scalable, and they're useful. If people don't like Amazon, they don't use it. But Amazon benefits the masses. Microsoft benefits the masses. Apple benefits the masses. So... Um, trigger warning, um, the, wor- the wealth of the world's 10 richest people in the world has doubled in the pandemic, according to Oxfam, who've done a study. Uh, and here's what they've said. By the way, share this because so many people are criticizing billionaires at the moment. We need to tax them all their money. You know, no one needs that much money. Get it all off of them. Billionaires don't pay tax. Big tech codes don't pay tax. It's a complete fallacy. It's completely wrong. People don't include VAT, corp tax, income tax, national insurance, business rates for the employer, for the employee, yada, 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 yada. They just don't get it, all the jobs that are created. Um, okay, so Oxfam has said, this year, what's happening is off the scale. There's been a new billionaire created almost every day during the pandemic. Meanwhile, 99% of the world's population are worse off because of lockdowns, lower international trade, less international tourism. And as a result of that, 160 million more people have been pushed into poverty. Well, that obviously makes me sad. Um, the, the 99 of the world's population are worse off, but that's not because of big tech billionaires. 
That's because of the government. <laughs> That's also because these people haven't been taught to be entrepreneurs, haven't been taught to create value. Look, I'm not someone who looks down their nose at the poor. I was poor. Or I was skin. I wasn't, you know, developing world poor. I was skin. I don't look at A lot of people misunderstand my content as looking down my nose at the poor. I don't. But they haven't been given the education. And it's education. It's, not, it's education that needs to change. And, you know, 99% of the world's most poor people haven't been given the education. And this is often restricted by government. Or it's, you know, um, monopolistic governments or socialist or um, even worse, communist governments that often create this poverty, not the 10 richest people in the world. So apparently, according to Oxfam, something is deeply flawed within our economic system. Well, I agree with that. There's many flaws in our economic system, um, depending on where you are in the world. But I definitely think capitalism is better than socialism and communism, though I would probably say there is no genuine capital capitalist system right now. And maybe we need to go more back to pure capitalism, which is free market, fair competition. What is wrong with free market, i.e. anyone can get involved? Fair competition, you know, we, we keep the um, economy and the market um, elegant and fair based on us all competing with each other. And ideally, minimal government intervention. The problem is we're more now into major government interventions. So they're stifling capitalism. Intervention through low interest rates, inter intervention through high inflation. So I think this is really, 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 really important. Now, someone has said a billion is genuinely too much money for someone to ever spend. This is the massive misconception. People think that billionaires spend billions. A lot of their uh, money is in assets. And a lot of those assets employ thousands of people. And those thousands of people pay massive amounts of tax. And the companies pay um, business rates and value VAT in the UK and sales taxes and property taxes. They pay rates. There's so many different taxes based around an enterprise that everyone who just says, oh, well, you know, billions too much money. They don't fucking understand. And by the way, I'm not criticizing. You don't know what you don't know. We don't all understand everything, but this is my mission. My mission is to educate people better on finances. And my point is this. We can bitch and moan um, and complain and whine and scroll for 145 minutes a day on social media about it, or we can learn from them. They're all entrepreneurs. They're all in tech. They're all online. They all have scalable products and services, which are all useful to the masses. My question is, are you an entrepreneur? Um, is your business in tech? Is your business online? Are you scalable? Could you reach the masses? Are you useful to many people? Because if you go tick, 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 you're going to make a lot of money. Probably pandemics and lockdowns are probably going to help you. And if you're not, that's why you are where you are. So, okay, right. So according to Forbes figures um, cited by Oxfam, the world's 10 richest men are Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bernard Arnault and family, Bill Gates, Larry Ellison, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Ballmer and Warren Buffett. And do you know what? Eight out of them are in tech. One invests in tech and one is in um, brands. So eight out of the top 10 richest people in the world are in tech. One is in brands and one is an investor in tech. So what does that tell you? Now, we've got this digital revolution going on right now. We've got a massive tax. Um, sorry, a massive. Um, we've got world, global, power, new world order, great reset, own nothing, be happy, get rid of the middle class, get rid of the small business, new world. We've got all this apparently going on. But we've also got this big fight against it. So we've got decentralization of media, decentralization of social media. We've got the decentralization of finance, the decentralization of currency. This is a really powerful thing that you could benefit from because 20 years ago, media owned everything, all the narrative, all the advertising. 
Uh, but now you as a content creator, you can run your own ads, you can get your own sponsors, you can have your own channels, you can have your own say. We've got a more free market of debate and opinion. Now, some people say, yeah, but it's so divided and this cancel culture and, you know, people are getting deplatformed. Yeah, of course that's going on. But you've got more of a voice than you ever had before. Because if you can get canceled off a platform, it means you're getting seen on the platform. So there's a big push against globalization, by the way. There's a big push against this new world order. And I believe the best way for you to leverage this and turn it into an opportunity is by building digital assets in this digital revolution. You know, are you um, launching your products and services online? Are you scalable, not just locally, but nationally and globally? Are you earning recurring income from digital assets, not just physical assets? Have you got recurring income or occurring income? So if you just go ahead um, and go to ris.live, it's a web page. Just open a browser right now and go to ris.live. I'm going to give you the opportunity to get in on this digital revolution, to build online digital income streams that produce recurring income as opposed to having one stream of occurring income. Now, get this. I have the founder of Netflix himself doing a keynote speech at the Recurring Income Summit. I have someone who... um, Knew Michael Jackson really well, was his um, bodyguard for, what, 10 years. Had mastermind discussions with people like um, Mohammed Al-Fayed, who owned um, Harrods, who's a billionaire. And he built 1,005 franchises, and he earns recurring income off every single franchise. And that's another example of a digital asset that creates recurring income. So if you would like to um, jump in on this digital revolution and arm and prepare yourself then if you go to ris.live, um, then I'll give you an opportunity to jump on the Recurring Income Summit. Dates aren't announced yet. It's not live yet. It's just you showing your interest. Um, so someone's just said here, I thought this was a discussion about the wealth divide. Well, I'm doing the content, so I know what the, the topic of the discussion is. <laughs> um, so uh, what I want to talk, talk to you about is that a lot of people are going to be triggered today with the news that the um, world's 10 richest men, notice they've put men, um, uh, has doubled in, in the pandemic. Um, and by the way, that's not necessarily like that all their wealth has doubled because apparently Elon Musk has, has gone like up a thousand percent, whereas Bill Gates has gone up 30 percent. And the collective wealth grew from 700 billion to 1.5 trillion. Now, I can see I'm here live on TikTok, Instagram. I'm live on Facebook and I'm live I'm recording my Disruptors podcast, although actually this is probably more like a money podcast episode. But here's the thing. It's interesting how the comments differ. So on TikTok, you've got a lot of criticism and trolling. Um, what you've got is a lot of people who are definitely anti-wealthy. Um, and then on Facebook, you've got maybe a bit more entrepreneurial and pro wealth. I can see anyway from the comments. So look, I can't change anyone's mind that doesn't want their mind changing. That's not my job, but my job is to show you something different and to challenge your thinking. And then your job is to decide, um, you know, what you want to do with this information. But, you know, if we if we go online, most of the commentary is from skint people attacking wealthy people. How many really wealthy people attack other wealthy people? Usually not many. Not usually anyway. So here's the thing. People, the skint, because there's 99 point whatever percent of them, these people are um, throwing out um, commentary about the rich, but they've never had any money. So would you learn from a white belt martial artist about being a martial artist? 
No, you wouldn't. But this is the problem in the world because, you know, um, people say it's unfair that um, the rich is held by most people. But, you know, the medals in sport is, sorry, the rich is about 99% of wealth is apparently held by 1%. But, um, at, you know, a massive amount of uh, manager of the months was Sir Alex Ferguson when he was the manager. Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas have won most of the major championships. So, you know, this is normal. It's normal that the success and the wealth is held by a very small percentage because that's how the world works. Um, so we can either criticize them or we can learn from them. That's my question to you. Now, someone has said here, Brew, you saying you're a black belt? No, I'm not. But I, I have made hundreds of millions of pounds. So I, I have been skint. I was 50,000 um, pounds in personal debt. Um, in when I was 26 years and nine months old. Um, and I turned that around and became a millionaire by age 31, a decamillionaire by age 35. And I don't know what the total revenue I've generated in income and then in asset value, but it's hundreds of millions. So I've been in, in both situations. And if I hadn't, maybe I wouldn't be credible, but I've been in both situations. And when I was skinned, I did the same thing. I hated millionaires. I hated billionaires. I wanted to attack them. But in reality, I was just hurt inside. And in reality, I didn't have the education I did not know how to make money and I thought the system was rigged and I thought it was unfair and I didn't know that it was actually more um, equal um, or at least that the education is accessible to everybody because anyone can go to a library and anyone can go online and anyone can listen to the money podcast that I have or the disruptive entrepreneur podcast that I have and anyone can follow Elon Musk on social media and follow the wealthy and learn from them and you know there's a lot of information out there that you you can learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. But I don't think a lot of people want to learn. I think they want to moan. Like, despite this discussion, I've still got a load of people on TikTok just freaking moaning. They don't want to learn. Here's the irony. I don't like what this guy's about. Don't agree with him. But I'm going to sit and watch him all day and moan at him and not listen to him at all. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's really interesting. So uh, this is why I said trigger warning. I put trigger warning in the title because people get triggered for this. But look, is there some shenanigans going on in government? Probably. Do the billionaires have a bit of an unfair advantage? Yeah, they do. But here's the thing. They earned that unfair advantage. Does a black belt have an unfair advantage over a white belt rolling around on the mat or in the ring? Yeah, they do. But they earned that. So the more you learn, the more you earn. So get learning about capitalism. Get learning about wealth. Challenge your own thinking. So... Um, Oxfam have just announced that um, the wealth of the world's 10 richest men doubled in uh, the pandemic. Um, now, maybe there are government subsidies, power control, big tech, and maybe the government are scared of them. But, you know, to a certain degree, they've probably earned that right. Um, so you could earn your own unfair advantage. So why don't you do that? Now, the, you know, some people have said the commonalities of these richest people are that they were the richest people and they're men. But there's more to it than that. That, yes, um, they're all US based. That is a good point. They're entrepreneurs, they're in tech, they're online, they have scalable products and services, and it's useful to the masses. And so you can do this too, should you choose. And if you want to start and scale an online business, building digital assets in the digital age that we're in right now, then um, if you just go over to ris.life, um, RIS stands for Recurring Income Summit, by the way, ris.life. Um, uh, just pop your details in there. There's nothing to buy. Um, in fact, I'm going to subsidize you a ticket with a small donation to my foundation. 
Um, I don't even think the dates are live there. You can see on the page. Um, but here's what I want to do. My vision is to help as many people on this planet start and scale their business and to get better financial education and knowledge. So um, the Recurring Income Summit is about helping you start and scale an online business, build digital assets, build digital real estate um, and learn from the best. So I've got the founder of Netflix, for example. Um, he uh, will be interviewed by me at the Recurring Income Summit. Uh, now, I don't think many people in the world know more about recurring income than the founder of Netflix. Where else can you learn from someone like that for the smallest donation to charity? And, you know, for some people who talk about, um, you know, the rich getting richer and all of that. Well, I like to challenge that because this event, um, the very small amount of um, an investment you may make in it is actually a donation to my foundation, which is I'm set up to help young and underprivileged people start meaningful businesses that change the world. So you can be a part of something good as well. Um, so I've also got someone who was Michael Jackson's bodyguard for 10 years. And he had many masterminds with billionaire owner of Harrods and Michael Jackson about building a global franchise. He's done that. He's got a thousand and five franchises across the world. Um, and he'll teach you about building recurring income. Now, a competitor of his who's about 40 percent of the size sold for 70 million. So that might make his business worth nearly 200 million. So I've bring up, brought a lot of my contacts and friends and multimillionaires um, to help teach you about recurring income. Now, make no mistake it, there's going to be winners and losers. Whenever you get this big divisive um, political or economic landscape like we had in 2008, there are big winners and there are big losers. There's no doubt about that. And sometimes some of those big winners are already the winners and, you know, the rich do get richer. This, this does happen. I'm not denying it. But here's my question. Are, you, are people going to moan and complain that it's not fair or are they going to become an entrepreneur and model the traits of the greats? Now, here's the, here's the thing, right? Because, you know, a lot of people don't like how rich the rich are. But um, then they're sort of almost putting their faith in the government to change it. But the government is a legal monopoly and the government is trading illegally because the government are insolvent. Usually what happens is in a, in a government is they build up deficit and then they build up surplus to replace the deficit so they can have an even balance sheet. I don't know how many governments in the world have an even balance sheet now. I don't think many at all. I think most of them have deficit. So the government are allowed to trade illegally. Or, well, they're allowed to trade insolvently. But it's illegal for an entrepreneur to trade insolvently. So for these people who are maybe, um, you know, a bit critical of this content, which, by the way, I'm, I'm totally cool to be challenged. Everyone is entitled to my opinion. But here's the thing. Um, if you if people want a change in the tax code and a change in the um, division and the allocation of wealth and capital. Right. Let, let, let's go there for a minute. Let's say you want that. Right. Do you think the government are going to give that to you? <laughs> I mean, if you do, what planet are you living on? You know, let me ask you this. Put it in the comments. Let me ask you. Would you rather give um, Elon Musk 10 billion of tax capital to allocate? Or would you rather give your government 10 billion to tax allocate? Put it in the comments. Let me know what you think. Would you rather give Elon Musk 10 billion of tax revenue to allocate and distribute wisely? Or would you rather give it to um, your local government to allocate wisely? So here's the irony. All the people moaning and complaining about the billionaires who, by the way, the billionaires have been proven to allocate capital better than governments. Because 
do you, so everyone's putting Elon Musk. Everyone's saying Elon Musk. <laughs> so here's the thing. You're not going to change the government. You can get as many signatures as you like. You can moan on social media as much as you like. By the way, I am too. <laughs> because I do think in some ways, I definitely think the allocation of tax revenue is unfair. Uh, and I actually don't think it's because the billionaires aren't taxed enough. I know that the billionaires generate billions in tax revenue. People just go, oh, they're not paying income tax or oh, they're not paying corp tax. But actually, it's not true. Um, they're paying less as a percentage, but more as a flat rate. People say, oh, well, they've got to pay their fair share. Well, as a flat rate, they pay way more, way more than the average earner. So this whole world, but they're not paying the same percentages is a moot point. It's about how much you pay, not what percentage you pay. But here's the problem. They are generating billions in revenue. And then it's going to the government. And the governments are so bloated now. They're so bloated. You know, they have so many people and so much red tape and so much, you know, 15,000 pages per uh, rule or regulation or law that much of our money is going just to pay the politicians. And then the politicians moan about the billionaires, but the Politicians are paid by the billionaires. <laughs> it's definitely a funny, interesting system. So, by the way, this is all going on. If you're listening to the podcast, by the way, it probably just sounds like I'm having a, a bipolar rant with myself. I'm actually just engaging with some of the comments. Um, so what can you do about it? This is my question to you. What can you do about it? What can you do about global inequality of wealth? Well, it's a natural law because there's inequality of prize money in competitions for those that win. There's inequality of black belts. There's inequality of medal winners and major winners. There's inequality of following on social media because most of the time we get merit-based reward, i.e. the better you are, the more followers you have. The, 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 more, the better an entrepreneur you are, the more wealth you create. This is how the world works. So you can be in the 99% and moan about the 1% or you can learn about what the 1% do and then become a 1% of yourself. And it's up to you. Like, I can't change your mind. I can only um, guide you along. So if you want to be in the 1%, if you, want, you need to be in digital assets. If you want to be in the 1%, you need to create recurring income. If you want to be in the 1%, you need to be an entrepreneur. You need to be in either tech or online. And you need to be scalable globally. And this is what we can learn from these billionaires. So if you go to ris.life, um, and that uh, will take you to the Recurring Income Summit. Now, depending on when you go there, you'll either just pop your details in and you'll be notified when we go live or it, the event might actually be live, be live and you can register. And for a couple of people who are going to say, oh, well, Rob, you know, yeah, Rob's just you know, looking to monetize. Well, aren't we all, don't we all make a living? Aren't we all allowed to make a living? You don't have a go at a um, musician for selling CDs or DVDs. Or um, what is it now? Digital downloads. We're all allowed to make a living. And one of the ways I make a living is by educating people to be entrepreneurs. But here's what I'm going to do. I am going to subsidize a ticket for you uh, as long as you make a small donation to the Rob Moore Foundation, which is um, it's about five years old now, my foundation. And that helps young and underprivileged people start meaningful businesses that change the world. So the link is ris.live. You can see the details and the information on the page. So I won't labor the point. Um, please also do share this content. A lot of people say, Rob, you give a lot of content. I'm really grateful. How can I help you? Well, of course, you can buy all my stuff. You know, if any of my training works for you or my books, my um, services to help you start and scale as an entrepreneur, build digital assets, create recurring income, create income from your content into cash flow, your information, 
into income, you know, leverage the creator economy, build a personal brand. That's all the stuff that I'm about. And, you know, if you want to um, learn about that, of course, you can find me online and that's what my companies do. But really, all I want is just for you to share the message, to share the message that not all billionaires are Satan um, and that we shouldn't necessarily attack them and we can learn from them and we should work with them. You know, for example, if Oxfam worked more closely with the billionaires, they'd probably get a better outcome than sort of basically saying that, um, you know, the 99% um, have been hit while the 1% are having it away. Now, the 99% weren't necessarily hit because of um, the billionaire getting the 1%. They were hit because of lockdowns and lower international trade and lower tourism and, you know, COVID. And this was the government's responsibility. This wasn't the billionaire's responsibility. Yet they're sort of making out that it's their fault. They believe something is deeply, Oxfam, this is, believe something is deeply flawed within our economic system. And I think it is because we've gone from a capitalist system to a hybrid of a capitalist and a socialist system or capitalist um, socialism wrapped in the robes of capitalism. This is the, I think this is a big problem. And I think if we go back to more capitalism, which is free trade, free and fair competition, minimal regulation. Regulation is obviously important, stops the, you know, the snake oilers, the grifters, the schemers, the scammers. It keeps us safe, but minimal government intervention. But at the moment, we've got massive government intervention, rules, regulations, mandates, massive um, inflation, um, you know, really low interest rates. It's all there's too much government intervention, in, in, in my opinion. Um, and usually when there's massive government intervention, it ends in tears. So thanks for tuning in. Hit the share button if you found the content useful. Um, and if you go to ris.live, then um, either you'll be able to put your name down for a ticket for the Recurring Income Summit, or um, we actually might have a live event coming very, very soon. Um, you'll see all the details and information on the page. You know, I believe we're in a digital revolution. I believe we're, all, we're in an economic revolution. I've never seen anything like this since 2008. And I even think this is bigger and harder and could even take us into a decade of depression. I, I think even my critics would agree with that. I mean, come on, you know, and, and if there is a push for a global centralized new world order and, you know, own nothing and be happy. And it's not the billionaires that are going to take the wealth off the masses. It's the government's. And it's the central banks and, the, you know, this great reset and, you know, whoever these few families are that have owned the world for thousands of years. But here's the good news. There's a fight against it. It's called the, the decentralization revolution, the digital revolution, if you like, where media has been broken apart now um, by social media. And all these mainstream massive media companies don't get anywhere near as many views as TikTokers and YouTubers and podcasters. And that's good news. That's really good news. Um, so this digital revolution of cryptocurrencies and NFTs and the blockchain and Web 3.0 and the metaverse and, you know, you being a content creator, the creator economy. Um, this is a, a revolution. You know, if you remember, we had the industrial age, then we had the information age. Well, now we've got this digitization age, which is pretty powerful. But you've got to jump on that um, opportunity. Um, and it's very easy to just feel it's all unfair and the system is rigged. But I don't think it's the billionaires that are rigging the system because it's the government that control the, the regulation and the rules. I, I, I think, you know. But anyway, you can't change what the government does, but you can change what you do. And the lessons, you can moan or you can learn, <laughs> you know. Um, and the, the commonalities of these 10 richest people where their wealth has doubled in the 
pandemic is that they're entrepreneurs, they're tech, they're online, they're scalable, they're useful. Um, and if you, have, if you become an entrepreneur, you get online, you digitize, you create scalable, useful products and services to, to the many. You're going to go from where you are and double it and triple it and 10 exit. And you're going to go from a zero air to a nearly there to a millionaire to a decamillionaire. And if you join in at the Recurring Income Summit, R-I-S dot live, then uh, maybe we can work together. Um, I can teach you how to leverage your social media platforms, turn your content into cash flow. We can teach you about digital assets, digital real estate. We've got the founder of Netflix. We've got friend of Michael Jackson's and the billionaire owner of Harrods, who's probably got a $200 million net worth franchise, 1,005, and he earns off every single franchisee. So have you got occurring income or recurring income? Because I believe it's recurring um, that you need. Because if you've got occurring income, one government rule, shut down. You know, your employer can't trade anymore, shut down. Deplatformed, bang. Algorithm, shadow banned, cancelled. This, this shit can happen at any time. So if you want to protect yourself, you need multiple streams of recurring income from digital assets. And that's why the Recurring Income Summit can help you. So I've got to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, everywhere. <laughs>